the world is changing. 51 years ago, the War of the Wilds came to a stalemate. The people of the Grainor Peninsula set all plant life ablaze to stop the stranglehold and built a mighty wall to keep the wilds at bay. All the while, they sat atop their monument, never truly knowing why this all began. A likeness of peace blanketed the blasted lands. One year ago, it all changed. An ancient god, once bound by old magic, found himself free and took his vengeance as his shackles were shattered. The mountainous city of Bulwark paid a grave price, but in the wake of this destruction comes the first glimpses of the possibility for true and honest peace. Our heroes venture from their familiar homeland into the fullness of what their world was before the war, a world they've touched but never truly seen. They find themselves caught between a land that has tried to end their lives hundreds of times over, and a country they helped decimate. Under the canopy, they seek glory, truth, and salvation. The world is changing, and their hands will guide it. Hello, and welcome back to Another Path. My name is Chase, and I continue to be your GM. Today, our heroes venture out to put some context to what they now know, what they've known for ages, and what they hope to soon learn. Thank you to our backers, Roger, Christina, and Zan, for their support. With that, sit back, relax, and enjoy your trip down another path. Oh, sweet mystery of life at last I found thee. Wow, Zach. Wow, that was a pull. Oh. I was, I was, try, I, why are you getting mad at me? I was, I said I'm, not, I'm not had, saying, I'm not, it's not I a bad thing. I said you're the sweet mystery of life. No, it's not a mad thing. It's just, you, you took me back to my high school years. In Thoroughly Modern Millie, I'm assuming? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that dreadful, too. dreadful oh, show. God, what a terrible show. What a, uh, wh- hey, retrospect being 2020 and all, what a terrible show. Hey, you guys ever seen Thoroughly Modern Millie? Don't. What an awful show. <laughs> Yeah, hey, fo- folks at home, don't see Thoroughly Modern Millie. It's really bad. We could talk about Thoroughly Modern Millie, and that could be our cold open, because I almost picked it for Gateway for this year. Probably could have done it a year, maybe even two years ago, and really made a point of highlighting the stereotypes and... The, the, uh, the real big Asian stereotypes. And all of that, yeah. like, and talk about it and flesh things out and use it as a teaching moment for these middle schoolers and let them learn and know and all of that stuff. Cause at the end of the day, man, I, I really don't want to be the guy defending thoroughly modern Millie, but like <laughs> the, the it's a-, a weird hill to die. The on. Asian character does save the day. I mean, not, not well, but I mean, it's just like, they're both caricatures. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, lest we forget one of the they are they are employed by a woman who fakes being a Chinese woman. That's a bad bake. It's just as bad as that the one number that everyone cuts from the drowsy chaperone. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. For good reason. For good for reason. For very fucking good reason. Yeah. Hey, you wanna you wanna hear uh, I guess some serious topical bullshit? Because I was in that show in February. Um, and, and they cut that, they cut that, uh, number justly, cause it's awful. Um, and there was, uh, a, a couple people in the cast were like, why did we cut this number? 
it's it, it look i i it's not racist because like it's it's white people making fun of like asian stereotypes and it's like it's, no and then and then and then someone in the cast went it's not racist i have a couple of clients who are asian and they saw the Oof, show uh... and they didn't think it was racist i'm like that's not how this works <laughs> It is so hard to unpack the thing that you just said. Yeah. I I, I can, have neither can the time. Just move on. I just thought that was yeah. a, a story to tell. That's, there's so many musicals Ugh. that I want to do and I want people to experience, and then there's like a subplot that just makes me go, I can't pick this show. Ugh. Or there's like two or three songs. I'm like, I can't do these songs. You don't want to know a show that also has one of those numbers that you wouldn't think does. Yeah. Schoolhouse Rock. I'm yeah. not surprised. Schoolhouse Rock is old at this point. It is. Schoolhouse Rock has a song called Plenty of Room. It's a upbeat chipper tune about how well, these plucky pioneers just needed a little bit more room to spread out. Manifest and Destiny. Yeah, I was going to say, exactly. duh, isn't Manifest Destiny fun? Completely <sighs> leaves out the Trail of Tears, completely leaves out Native American anything just talk just 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 some good old-fashioned american exceptionalism Thanks, fucking andrew jackson hey andrew jackson's a piece of shit everyone yeah but he's mm-hmm. dead now I mean, he's, so. he is i say now as if he was alive it's, it's been, been a while <laughs> <laughs> it has been a long period of time uh... Oh, the my statute God. of limitations on making fun of andrew jackson's death have passed fortunately this is a weird open where are you two riding towards? Uh, the, ha- the happy duck? What is it? The fanciful duck. The, the, the fanciful yeah, duck. I always I'm forget. I, the I duck is write fancy. Down, right? We don't know if the duck's happy. You need to ask. Do I have four legs or six? Four. Okay. For some reason, I imagined Chiron Striders having four, four legs. They, they, they are spindly. They are not spider-like. Or they are spider-like. They are not spider-king. Okay. There you go. Um, But you make your way through the streets and you go with rapid abandon it is a very fast ride as striders are nimbly little critters uh little they are the size of a horse you make excellent time and you hop off uh uh mordecai and roll on in mordecai do you stay outside as a strider or do you drop I'll hang up. okay no I'll, I'll just i'll just stick my head in okay as a as a strider yeah. Okay. It's funny. Okay. Good bo- Oh! Boys. It's... Ha- ha- good morning. You. Hello. So I um, was curious if um, that request has been... It is done. Zephyr, allow me to introduce to you the last suit you'll ever wear. <laughs> Bryce... My love for you burns with the white-hot intensity of a thousand suns. You are appropriately kind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Bryce. I love him so much. Down the aisle, there are multiple single-outfit closets, and he swings one open. It looks like the clothes that you gave him, but they have been dyed jet black. There's kind of like an oily opalescence to them they kind of seem to shimmer in the light and this is called 
the last suit you'll ever wear. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. So is it essentially gla- glamoured studded yeah. or leather? Yep. Okay, cool. I, I, I am going to change the name, though. That's one thing I love about D&D Beyond, is that you can customize the name of any object or spell. Absolutely. This episode of Another Path, not brought to you by D&D Beyond, but it could be D&D Beyond. It could be. Hey, hey, get in the comments. Hey, D&D Beyond. I can be bought. I can be bought. <laughs> modestly. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, I I I I go into in the to the the, the changing room. Yeah, you know, I, I I don this. I make it look like the 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 the, the you know the robes I've been wearing for a while. Mm-hmm. I strut out. Mm. Very good, right? Yes, yes. And I I do a twirl and it becomes like one of those like classic like nineteen twenties like swimsuits with like the white and red stripes. <laughs> mm, ch- check it out. I, I spin again, and it's a very fabulous crushed velvet tuxedo. Mm. Mm. Distinguished, no. And then I, I, I spin again, and it turns. We back have to given Zach robes. way too much power. I love it. Mordecai's uh, internal uh, monologue here is just: this shop has become very horny. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of sexual energy between these two fashion-conscious men. <laughs> I just can't. I, there's something about him, Bryce. I love you. And I you. Thank, I will patronize you for as long as I live. I look forward to many years of your patronage. Okay, we should go now. Um, I, I think there's a lot of will they, won't they between Zephyr and Bryce, look, and I'm totally here for it. You did it. smooch him a couple laps ago. You did? I did. I did kiss him square on the lips. Um, Alright, where were you two heading from here? I was gonna go do deep things. We're gonna go do and deep things. I believe things. he and he was gonna go did, to his lunch. Yeah. Did you wanna? Did you wanna ride back to the temple, or were you going to do this? Um, I was. I don't know really. I mean, last time I sort of found a puddle, and it kind of went from there. So I'm. I'm. I'll walk these streets and see what I can find. One of the spindly arms comes up in like a salute, and I skitter away. <laughs> pop pop. Have a good one. And you skitter back to the temple. Well, I have I, I'll have a pit stop to make along the way. I have I have half an errand to run while I'm while I'm out. Then what what did you want to do then? Um, I wanted to begin doing some cursory investigation into any established points of contact or worship for the wanderer. Okay. Because I know that asshole's name. Yes. I'd be willing to like drop into Mordecai form to, if I find something promising. This is this is just a first dipping the toe into the pool. Sure. Of trying to track down someone who would recognize the name Saunter Wind. Go ahead and roll me, roll me an investigation check. Can I say this while I'm Mordecai form? Actually, it wouldn't make a difference because I have the intelligence of Mordecai as a carp strider. Yes, you uh, do. That is a flat nineteen. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah you, um... It's the second highest thing. Your mom's a flat 19. Oh! <laughs> and that's good, because if you're going off of, like, you know, like, the scale of 1 I to mean, 10, like, this d- My mom's hot! Wait. <laughs> Sorry, Griffin's mom? You hear Zephyr's voice in your head. Yes, she is. No. Zach, why do your characters always want to fuck my character's moms? I don't know, but it's a fun trend. Walking this way gives you a lot of time to think. Mm-hmm. And what you remember 
the first time that you found the Wanderer, you went down some winding streets. Specifically, you went down um, some really weird and kind of Byzantine alleys. You weren't sure, like, you don't know if you'd ever seen those there before. And you'd been in despair for a little while at that point. Yeah. And so you're thinking, what your thought process is, is if you were to take some time and literally start, like, wandering down alleys, that's going to be your best bet. Demon worship isn't, you know, that's not on main. You're going to have to go kind of hit the back streets and take some time to see if you can find a church to the Wanderer. But you know that in order to do that, what you're going to have to do is you're probably going to have to get into the slums. You're going to have to go to uh, probably a either an old part of town or a poor part of town. Either way, it's going to be a place where planning wasn't a big thing. Right. Because I, I am I am specifically looking for, not necessarily to find the Wanderer again. Like, sure, but to find his people. Yes. Your best bet is going to be to take a look at a map of the city and see what place looks the worst planned and then go from there. That then is a project for another day. All right. And you skitter back to the temple with plenty of time to kind of put yourself back together. Cool. Jackson. Yeah. What do you got going on? I mean, I'm not in a great mental space, but uh, as the, as the morning goes on, Jack Jackson will start eating a little bit. And then he uh, starts to do that uh, ritualistic soldier thing of pulling out every item he owns, putting it onto the bed, polishing it, cleaning it, inventorying it. Just to uh, find something to uh, take his mind off of things. Sure. And, and then he realizes that he has old armor and weaponry. Absolutely. Uh, at some point, I'm sure Amareya checks. Come on in. I think, uh... Hey, you need some armor? Couldn't hurt. I mean, I've got some armor here that I'm not wearing. You can't you can't double armor. I had a buddy on the wall who tried. <laughs> uh, Stevie James, he, uh... He tried to double up the armor, and then he was so loud, and then he fell into a puddle face down, and he almost drowned. Hmm. Sounds like a bad day. You can't double wrap it. Can't double wrap it. So I have a, I actually have like a breastplate. Uh, I also have chainmail listed here because we never actually sold it. Sure. He has a weapon, so he doesn't really need that. But like, I'll offer him the armor if he would like something different. How about this? If you give him all of that, the next time his NPC card pops up, he will have a boost to it. That works for me. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to tell the Forge God about armor. He holds his hand up. I have plans, and then takes <laughs> all of it, piles it in the breastplate. Is there anything else I can do for you, Jackson? Ah, uh, nope. I am here. Last time I checked. And I'm going to stay here for a little bit mm-hmm. and get my head right. Or as mm-hmm. right as it gets. All right. It's been a long fucking couple of days. But we just had the conversation about you got to leave, right? And that's the whole point. But that really felt like the end of this. I thought we were going to get you home. And then, sure, we'd have things to do, but it wouldn't be world-changing. Jackson, if I'm remembering right, I told you it's never over. 
It just changes. I thought I was dead under a mountain 500 years ago. Look at me now. Yeah. Things change. Things don't end. But I am here for you, no matter what. Thank you. I appreciate it. Your friends are here for you. At some point, isn't it somebody else's turn to save the world? At some point. You've got one or two left in you, though. I got pointy ears now. I probably got four or five. That's true, honestly. If you stay on your game, but the worst will shift somewhere else sooner or later. And let's just hope this is the worst. Yeah. Hey, Amore, I have, I have a question, and I'm not sure if it's deeply philosophical or just sad. Go on. You've lived a long time. Yes. What's it like to outlive your friends? His face goes cold. Because I'm going to do that. It's bad. It's really bad. I don't... I don't remember everything yet. I remember faces. Some of them. I remember the wars. Some of them. I believe it. You've already done that. I know. You've already outlived some. Yeah. And you're going to outlive more. And I will outlive you. And this is... something we all have to brace for. But I will be here with you. I will be with you. Till the last. Alright, here's what you're gonna have to do for me, though. Before you ascend, I, I'm gonna need you to come up with whatever the Amorea tattoo is. Because I've got an empty arm. <sighs> you never did get the proper one. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll have something for you. Don't worry. I'll have it for you. I don't think I can forget anymore, but I don't want to. Forgetting. If when you forget, you don't learn. And when we stop learning, we die. I forgot a lot of things. I forgot how to be a god. I forgot how to forge. I forgot to, how to do the things that are so central to me. I was dead for a long time. And I'm coming back. Don't die. Not like I did. You got it. I'm gonna actually sleep now because I need yeah, my tight two, but that was a long <laughs> fucking night. Yeah, it was a bad night. Get your two. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Zephyr, so you've got your book out and you're kind of trying to navigate towards wherever the nearest uh, deep portal is. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, roll me. Um, actually, no. This is gonna be. Go, roll me a d100. D100. Because you are making a concordance roll. As a 70. Okay. One away from the good number. Mm. Yes, but gone too much lower and you would not have been able to find the deep. You are able to uh, reach out just well enough and the deep invites you in. This time, scrawling in your book, there is a uh, a map navigating you into a small park within the city. And you go in, and it tells you to walk face first into a tree for ten seconds. 
Wonderful. Yeah. No, I, 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 I do the, the video game like against the tree and my feet slide against the, against the ground for 10 seconds. And anybody looking at you would be utterly baffled. And then you're gone. And they forgot you were there in the first place. And they go about with their day. I clip through. As you clip into the tree <laughs> and fall down, down, down into the eternal white space of the deep. Onto the grid. Onto the grid. You touch down. A flat gray-blue sky stretches above you. The traditional white grid beneath your feet. Uh, the Deep has pulled you into uh, one of the more standard spots of their realm. The Deep appears before you as the T-posing child. Hello. Query? Y- yes. Um, I recently was uh, reached out to um, by something called the Order of the Deep Forest. Is this have anything to do with you? Yes. Allies. I mean, can you give me any... Uh, a, 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 the, what does the description section read? Description. Order of the Deep Forest. Order of Deep Worshippers located in the wilds. Everything kind of shakes and shifts and, um, morphing from the form of the Deep is your father. Hello, boy. Hello. Father, it's good to see you. Likewise. The Order of the Deep Forest. They've reached out, then. Yes, apparently I'm chosen for something. And they said that they could help. Um, I don't know what this means. And I don't, I guess, know when the appropriate time to summon them would be. If you need help. If you need help in anything. Getting out of the city. Getting out of a tight spot. Rip it. Burn it. Okay. The Deep has chosen you. Even I'm not exactly sure for what. But the Deep is aware of things brewing. Something is going on. Something between that massive pulse of energy. Something else. I'm not privy to it. Oh, well, Graynor is a lich. That is a recent development. Your father stands up. Tilts his head, makes a, a combination of hand motions, very clearly trying to figure out the way to kind of pose himself to take this information. I've never seen a patron blue screen before. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that that's my, my my dad is always with the like around the deep, and and so the but deep often brings my dad to talk to me. So I don't think it's the deep. I mean, that's he's he's basically me, a sub program at this point. Kind of, yeah. He's he's a subroutine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Subroutine, papa. Well, okay. Yeah, that, that was about that response. Huh. Um, I'm going to take this information to the rest of us, and we are going to figure out what the hell that means. The, the phylactery might be like a crown, so I don't that's, know if that's any helpful information. But um, Not for me, but for those at home, because we're all, we're all here. And we can all start working on it. Yeah, I don't know if, like, if, like, the Deep and the Awoken Seer... Carrie, we know our colleagues. Cool. I don't know if they have sort of, like, a group chat <laughs> that they... If they have, like, a your te- like, like a text thread that they use. They're on Slack. 
<laughs> Discord. Yeah, <laughs> like, get, it's Discordance, please. <laughs> I think that they should probably uh, get together and talk because. Carrie. God bless them. It's such a shit. Yes, I am aware. It is rare for the patrons to communicate directly, especially outside of their particular classifications. Part of the reason why is the Aegis you had to carry them separately. But there are warlocks for a reason. We will start working on this. And don't worry, Zephyr. There are those around you that are watching. The Order of the Deep Forest is close to you. They have made contact. They just haven't revealed themselves. I'm very surprised that they managed to get that letter into my room, honestly. Good ups on them, I guess. Hmm. They are a notably deceptive order. But, out here, as I'm sure you've noticed, it's required, if not encouraged. Yep. They're there to help, whenever you need it. Anything else that needs to be done? Anything, any other questions you have at the moment? Um... Um, Grenor's a leech, covered that. Order of the Deep Forest, covered that. Um, I think I'm good for now. Um, thanks, Dad. Of course. The world of the, of the deep starts to defrag around you, and you are left standing in this park. Mordecai, you make your way back to uh, the temple in plenty of time. You take the secret entrance with the spiral staircase leading up and the arrows leading outside and down. You head back to the room? I head back to the room first, um, just to not, like, spruce up too much. Mordecai kind of keeps the same appearance wherever he goes, and he's trying to keep this more informal. Sure. I keep an eye on, on the on the clock, and, like, right before it would turn over to noon, I'm going to cast Enhance Ability on myself. Smart. Uh, for Owl's Wisdom. Okay. It's for advantage on Wisdom checks. Okay. For Insight. For Insight. Smart. Smart. I've never been a talker. I've been a listener. I know my strengths. Absolutely. I straightened the druid necklace mm-hmm. and just to like, because I forgot like how much I've added to this. Because aside from the norm, the original four pieces, I have the bead from Cenus from my uncle. Mm-hmm. I've added the Mavo amulet, the crow skull, and the pendant of Eagle Watch. Mm-hmm. So like it's. It has, like, a full second rung to it. Now, it's chalky. Yeah, I make sure that the Mavo amulet is, is like, centered and, and pr- invisible. Mm-hmm. Normally it hangs a little lower and kind of tucks into my vest, but I make sure to make sure it's on display. Mm-hmm. Sure thing. I might not be a worshiper, but I can acknowledge where the strength of the wild comes from. I mean, if I'm going to go and see the Pope, I'm going to wear a cross. Yeah, right. It seems yeah, polite. Right? Like, yeah. So you, um... You ring the bell, and Panat is there instantly, as if he was waiting for the call. And uh, he takes you up the staircase a bit. 
It's a couple of flights up. You reach a landing with uh, that is emblazoned. The the metalwork around the door has pack beasts uh, worked into the metal. And he knocks for you and then takes his leave. Thank you for that. Of course. You have a lovely day. You too. He leaves and after a moment, Grex opens the door. Ah, Mordecai, come on in. Archbishop. How are you doing today? I was all right. It's been it's all right. Took a stroll out into the city, had some nice breakfast. Good. All right. So, what's the what's the sort of what's the layout of this room? Am I in like his personal quarters? Am yes. I in like a private like oh god. You're in his like so it looks like it's actually laid out relatively similarly to the suite that you all are in. Is mm-hmm. that there are there's uh several rooms kind of leading off from a central chamber and you're in that central chamber and there's a a sizable round table just kind of like plopped in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like there are piles of papers and books that have been neatly pushed off to the side. And there's um, a couple of sandwiches there, you know, just, you know, a casual lunch. Okay. Nothing, nothing fancy. Nothing fancy. And uh, there's a, a big pitcher of what looks like beer. Perfect. Sitting on the table as well. And he pours himself a glass, pours you a glass and hands it off. I take the glass, raise it to family. To family. Cheers. Uh, I appreciate you taking me up on on the invitation. I didn't know how how much of that initial statement you made in our first meeting was just candor. How should I put this? My candor puts my colleagues at ill ease. So I noticed. And I think that's very funny. <laughs> and there's not a lot of opportunities I get to make as an archbishop for jokes. So when I find a chance, I do take it. That being said, I also don't get many opportunities to sit with our former enemies and break bread. So I'm going to damn well do it. You and I are of a similar mind in that in that respect. Mm. He takes a sandwich and takes like a big hearty out of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know eat a little bit. Some some pleasantries are exchanged. Mm-hmm. Um, Archbishop, um, mm. I was. Wondering, we could. Uh, I was wondering if we could take advantage of this rare opportunity and speak with some degree of uh, informality. If I wanted formality, we would have gone back down to the meeting room. Please, go ahead. And I want to. I want to preface all of this with. Um, I bear no ill will to you personally. Fair enough. This is our first time meeting, and from. What little interaction I've had with you thus far, I've, I feel like we could enjoy each other's company. Agreed, but I'm bracing myself for something very uncomfortable to come out of your mouth. In our first meeting, you had made mention that on the topic of the hunters, that after that time, all of your operations in the war were covert. I wanted to discuss with you the motive behind the battle that we know on our side is C-34. It was, perhaps, the single bloodiest day for Granorian lives in this war. And while I was not on the front lines of the battle, I was in the wilds the moments before it happened. 
and am understanding that the impetus behind the battle was Mavo and a rallying of the pack. I am not here to accuse you of, of lying or speaking myths, truths or whatnot, but I wanted to know, frankly, your take on that day. For those of us that pay homage to Mavo, there is the rallying. It was a feeling. It was a drawl. Mavo had the ability to pull when they wanted to. When they saw a weakness, they could pull everyone there. Something happened at C-34 that Mavo saw a weakness. People were pulled. That was a bad day for everybody involved, I promise you. But sometimes, sometimes a god acts like a god. And it's fucking scary. I don't have any answers for you, Mordecai. That was something that Mavo did. I'm also can't apologize. Because when a god tells you to jump, you just pray there's no fire where you land. Do I believe him? Roll me an insight. I'll take advantage. Yes, you will. Double elevens. <laughs> For a 13. 13? Yeah. Seems on the level. That's that's good to hear, I suppose. Um, I'm, as you mentioned in our first meeting, we're not here to tally the casualties of, of war. No. But that, that day is personally very meaningful, and it was... I'll admit, it was upsetting in the moment to, for it to seem like that the Archbishops did not acknowledge its existence. Whether or not it was a, a virtue of it was just another day, or other. He takes a long drink, sets his glass down, and walks over to a window, and just kind of like shoulders the sill. <sighs> Nobody likes to admit when they're not in control. I'm sure you know that. I know enough about your background with the military to know that you did your own covert operations. I did. The two things that you need to learn in covert operations, at least the way that we teach it here, is who is in control and who has power. 95% of the time during the war bishops were in control and the gods had the power every so often they liked to shake the tree they'd like to remind us that no matter who was in control at the end of the day the people who have power can take it power and control they are frequently the same thing but when they're not things get dicey it's what we're dealing with right now in the city see we have the control but the guilds have the power. I wouldn't worry about the stirrings anymore. I wouldn't worry about the call of the pack. That is not a concern going forward. You have... <laughs> you have my word in that. As much as that can mean when a god can pull strings. Like I said, you have my word. I'll, I'll take that. Can I ask you one more thing about a, an individual that we've come across in our journeys. Yeah. Um, an acolyte of the Mavo faith. I, I don't 
don't expect you to potentially know every acolyte in your service, every priest. Mm. Um, his name was Cenus. Yes, I know him. I know he was sent on a mission, and I know he's being brought back. We've got a, a couple of prisoners on the way back, actually. Was he sent under the command of the archbishops? Or was this more in line with the hunters and a, an operation based on extremism? No, he was one of ours. Trying to, among other things, get rid of that damn hedron. Hmm. It's a vile, vile place, and that is going to be addressed. Uh, having been there myself, I, I think I actually agree with you. Good. I, I visited him in the hedron after his plan was foiled. Um, we're related. Huh. Greenstone. Yeah. Yeah, you would be. Yep. Yep. And I didn't know that at the time. It's your uncle then, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Small fucking world. Did you know much of his family then? Not really. By the time they get to me, most people have forsaken the traditional family structure for the family of the church. I see. But that's not... And at this point, he kind of backpedals and like... Now, that's not to say that all individuals in the faith have to give up their families, but sure. by the time we're sending them on covert ops, the less in contact they have with home, the better. Loose lips and all that. Hmm. I was just curious. Of course. He picks up his drink and takes a long draw again. I finish mine as well, and then just... I have I have enough audacity at this point to just reach for the pitcher and mm -hmm. pour myself another one. He doesn't stop you. Yeah. Drink like chug like half of that. Mhm. Mm Does he have any I I would I would in turn offer if if I've asked him some candid things if he had any candid questions for me. We'll get back to that. I want to I want to loop around because we've been out going for a little while. Uh Jackson, probably about like one o'clock. You have laid in a dark room for a large portion of the day. You're feeling a little bit better, a little bit more like yourself. Yeah, it's amazing what a a tight two will do for you. Exactly. So what are you what are you doing with the rest of your day? I'm gonna go find Chiron. Okay. As you are getting ready to leave, Baylit stops you. Hey, I'll save myself the spell slot. Um, I found him. The what? The, you know how you can only do that. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so. I found them. Okay. Our, our squad is, they're going to be getting in uh, first thing in the morning, but we can ride out and meet them tonight if we want. That sounds like a good idea. So I'm going to tell them to go to the farm. Oh, yeah. Good call. I think there's a king there, right? Only in the best possible scenario, yes. We have to unlock that ending. <laughs> um. Hey, Baylet. Yeah. So I think I could do more magic now. Sure. You got any diamonds? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. Cool, because I think I know how to bring people back from the dead now. Handy, that. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I never um, have to use it. He tosses you one pack, uh, one three hundo of diamonds. Um, one revivify. Break in case of emergency. Use in extreme peril only. Writing that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to let the guys know. Sounds good. We'll just uh, give... Panat, the head up, heads up that we are uh, heading out to ride back in with the rest of our people, just so that he 
doesn't think we've been kidnapped or something. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I'm going to see if I can track down Chiron, though, and then I'll meet everybody out at the farm. Well, let's let's all plan at meeting up together to ride out. Okay, that let's plan. I'll come back here. I'm thinking like about five o'clock. We can kind of leave. You know, throw some cloaks on. No one will notice we're gone. So, okay, cool, great, awesome. Where 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 are Chiron's riders stabled? Um, there is a stable not too far. Uh, one of the the guards kind of pointed where they were going. Um, um, actually, so as we get ready to go, I'm gonna go ring the bell. Hello. Hi, Panat. Um, you know how you showed us a way to get out and not be noticed? Yes. Is there a way that our Chiropstriders could be waiting for us down there at, like, 5.15? Yes, absolutely. Great. Uh, Going for a ride tonight. Uh, yes, and we're gonna do some camping. And he kind of looks at you askance? Well, uh, you know, the great outdoors are so great, and the trees out here are... So wonderful that no deception check. No, I'm not even gonna. Yeah, Panat, we're just gonna go meet everybody that's uh, coming in, see how their travels were, and just get on the same page. So I just wanted you to know that we weren't dead when you couldn't find us. Excellent, very good. Will uh, your entire party be going? All, f- all five of us. Yeah. Okay. Very good. I will get the uh, Striders prepared. Thanks. Of so all five of us and Gary's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Gary, you don't need, you don't have your own Kyra Strider. You you can fly. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so can I'm that be go... the new thing? Can we each play, eat, like, someone else's each, familiar? Each other's familiar. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. I play Rogar, you pl- Zach plays Gary, Ryan plays Hugo. Hugo Rick Mouse. <laughs> All right. I'm not opposed to it. (laughs) It is three fewer voices Chase has to do. Yeah, but I also already have those voices, so that's not work. I mean, granted, Rogar is all... Rogar. Rogar is just... So I'm going to go to the inn that Chiron was staying at. I'm going to assume he's there. The un- the unlocked cat or the locked cast? Yeah, the locked, locked cask. cask. With Ed. Yeah. You go on back out to the locked cask and very easily, I mean, it takes, a, you know, it's a walk to get there. Make me a perception check real quick. Uh, my perception, I have uh, Nat 1, that perception check. Excellent. If it's passive, it's uh, 15. You roll on in and everything about the same as it was. It's a really quiet day. Lunch rush is gone. Everything's quiet again. And you see uh, Kyron and Ed just kind of shooting the shit at the bar. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Kyron. How's... What are you doing? Uh, well, I came to check on your arm. You know, as oh. uh, I, I have to, like, track and keep a record of any and all acts of God, any miracles that occur, you know, in my position of power now, I'm supposed to make sure that you don't fuck around with the new toy. Better enough. No, it's it's looking good. It looks amazing. Yeah. You done anything cool with it yet? Like, come on, come on, man. What did you do? What, what was the cool thing I mean, you tried? I have ruined so much silverware. Did you... <laughs> did you karate chop a rock yet? Not so much so. Oh... But it has been a lot of boards, sure. uh, some cinder blocks, nice. stuff like that. Nice. So, Kyron, I might have another job for you. We might, we might have a job for you. Mm-hmm. 
if you're feeling up for it. Alright. What's up, what's Ed's deal? He's a good guy. Or at least he's uh, he's down to uh, keep a secret, I, I remember. Yes. So I kind of, I, I, I don't, like, take us away to a corner or upstairs or anything, because it's pretty sure. much just us. I just kind of lower my voice. So we are going to take a pilgrimage out beyond the autumnal line. He kind of straightens up a little bit at that. Going out there, are ya? We are, and we are looking to take a uh, Johnny back mm-hmm. to his uh, long-lost home, where hopefully he can find some of the cool things he forgot how to do. Huh. The uh, powers that be have offered us a guide and someone magically versed in the area, apparently, but we would feel comfort more comfortable having someone we know along as well. Also, I feel like you might have a vested interest in seeing Johnny uh, ascend. I would like to see this through, but I'm going to let you know right now that place fucking scatters me. That's the jet. That's what we've been told too. It's not great. It's, it's cursed, is what it is. The whole damn thing, hundreds of miles of cursed wood, keeping us away from well, whatever's beyond mountains and mountains and mountains. But before that, the worst damn forest you've ever been in. Something demons are worse running the place. That seems pretty bad. Uh, although. Forests have been trying to kill me for a while now, so... You know, I suppose that's a point. You are looking at it from a different perspective. Well, it's not the damn trees in that that'll get you, but it's everything else. Bushes? If they've got you with a guide, that's good. Yeah, we've got... uh, We haven't met them yet. I don't even know if we know their name. They just told us they had someone who knew the area... But we there are we would like to invite you, but understand. Actually, can I just insight check, gut check, Kyron, real quick? Yeah. Just to see how he's doing? Yeah. Finally a good roll. Uh, 19. Kyron is scared. Kyron's legit spooked. Even Ed is kind of looking askance at this thing. Eventually, after a, after a moment of silence, it's like Kyron pipes up. What are you paying? You said it's a job. You'll have my all of my expertise. You'll have my my weapon. I was babysitting you all, and I got pulled into way more than I was intended, and that's fine and dandy. But this is me going in with a pretty sizable sum of money sitting. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm good for right now, and I do want to see Johnny put where he needs to be, but I ain't putting my life on the line unless there's something more. How much did they pay you to get us here? If you don't mind me asking. 200 steel. All right. It's enough for me to live off of comfortably for months. All right. How about we will pay you 300 steel and as an Amarea blessed man, I'm sure Mm -hmm. that... We could find some sort of treasure or valued item or uh, gear improvement for you once we get to Johnny's temple. And I'm sure he would want to 
repay you for your work and help. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that means you'll get, but I'm sure you'll get something else. So like 300 and then like a bonus fun thing based on what we find. Have you ever climbed a mountain before? Instead of going up to Johnny's temple, yeah. I'm guessing up wasn't a metaphor. Probably not. We have climbed uh, mountains before, and then we did end up in one that we blew up. So hopefully we don't do that again. Unless we need to. We are very good at it. We may be the world's foremost experts on mountain demolition. <sighs> well, if I don't, you might end up getting killed. Fine, I'll do it. There we go. When are you leaving? A couple of days, at least. We're going to wait to see the peace talks start, figure out exactly where we're doing, what we're going, and meet this other person. I will have a go bag ready tomorrow. Sounds good. I reach out to shake his hand, and then I wait. Nope, other hand. I want to shake his metal hand just to see what it's like. <laughs> Cold. It feels like a smooth gauntlet. That's yeah. weird. I love it. Yeah. But that's weird. It's... It's weird on this side, too. And Ed <laughs> nods. Um, you notice Ed has given you kind of a withering look. Dude, the fuck? It's, do, we, do we have beef? I don't know. Do we have? Why would we have beef? Dude, what's up? Don't get him killed. We won't. He'll make it back. I'm fond of him. He'll be good. All right. And Ed takes a glass out, starts cleaning out the inside. All right, so I uh, drink a couple, say goodbye to Kyron, and then as I walk out, I walk out, and I'm kind of, I look at Gary, and I say, we could totally get Mordecai's mom to pay him, right? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I'm not sure what her steel reserves are. I mean, she's got to have access to gold that we can, like, convert or something, right? We'll see. All right, that's my plan. Gary, remember that I told you <laughs> that plan. All right. <laughs> I've got 90 gold that I can throw at this problem. With the conversion right. rate, that's like probably close to half. It's getting there. So that is through the group twice. Does anybody else have anything else they would like to do? I mean, aside from like gathering some supplies and stuff. like Sure. Okay. I don't know if Grex um, had anything he wanted to ask me in that conversation just to tie that knot. Grex stays quiet and you two are just kind of like drinking in... Mm -hmm. You know, in companionship at this point. And eventually, he looks at you. Amarea Dijoni. Yeah. Is he the, uh, he the real deal? I mean, he's a, he's a real guy who... I mean, is he a god? Like a real one? I mean, I've never, I've never met a god. I'm not really a godly person. But I did watch this man who was chained by chains the size of this temple turn into a dragon and break them and then fly through a mountain. So, I mean, if that ain't a god, I don't really know what is. <sighs> Which, yeah, you said that, like, after we got to Bulwark, you kind of lost track of things. So that was probably new information for you, wasn't it? It was a well-substantiated rumor. Yeah. Effects of the decimation are well-recorded. Fair enough. The act of the decimation is rather confusing for everybody involved. Facts that our folks that survived weren't in the city, it's the best thing we've got. Yeah. Because they actually saw it happen. They saw a dragon punch through the top of a mountain. Yep. 
Can confirm. And leave. Can confirm was riding said dragon. You were on him. I was on the man dragon. Fuck. This was a man who was... Yeah. All right. All right. Fine. 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 Yeah. He's the real. He's the real deal. He was set up to be a patron or what have you. There was a, a fake ritual in place for whoever was trying to instigate the right. It was kind of a combination of dumb luck and uh, too much curiosity. Hmm. The whole reason we stumbled in there. Well, kind of walked ass first into the room. I'm not going to make you tell the whole story. I imagine I imagine this will not be the last time somebody asks you something like that over the next couple of days and weeks. Yeah, probably. Right. All right, I need to kind of put myself back together. Guess I'll be seeing you soon. I suppose so. You have a good day, Mordecai. And I will extend my hand to him. Do the, does the arm shake. Sure. And I will say, thank you for your time, Grex. And you. Mordecai. And you make your way back downstairs. Come on, and... Hugo, let's get the fuck out of here. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <I'll> do <laughs> you get back down uh, to the room and uh, bail it brings you up to speed on the plan round about that same time, Zephyr, as you're making your way back to uh, to the temple. Uh, he brings you up as uh, brings you up to speed as well over ascending. Got to give no. Grex a dirty limerick. I had one prepared. Oh well, I'll save it. But for there next will time. always be. There's always time for there's another dirty limerick. Time. I found a good one too, and it was during Jackson's scene. And so, like, I was over here trying not to laugh while a very serious scene was going on. <laughs> I was just like, watch Mordecai at the beginning of the peace talks, like before, like they're like, all right, <laughs> the, the decimators will speak, and Mordecai's like. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. Zephyr, a tune, if you will. <laughs> there once was a man. Okay. Um, the five of you meet in the disused alley, um, and your Kyrip striders are there and waiting. And you all mount up. Are we trying for... to be sly about this? Yeah, I think so. All right, give me a sec. Um, I'll grab the piece of wood around my uh, bracelet or my necklace. And uh, channel a little bit of uh, druid magic and cast Pass Without Trace. Mm-hmm. And the wind will just kind of pick up in a faint, like a very light wind around us that'll help kind of cover the white noise of our travel and then kind of whisk away, blow away the the tracks we leave as as we travel. Excellent. Hey, Baylet. Yeah. You talk to Leia? Yeah. Does she have a bracelet? Yes. <sighs> Does she sound good? I mean, she sounded a little dour, but... Well, yeah, I was very... Honestly, that's kind of been her for the past year or nice, so. Nice, nice, cool, cool, cool. And cool, I nice, was very... Nice, un- nice, yeah, Zephy- great, 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 Hey, awesome. hey, guys, that's my mom. Yes, we know. Zephyr? Very aware. Guys. What? They're not wrong. Bailey gallops forward. Bailey! Bailey's wrong, ladies and gentlemen. The four of you chase after Bailey, a moment of levity... Before everything else rolls in. Thank you for joining us here on Another Path. You can find our website and merch store at anotherpathpodcast.com, on Twitter at anotherpathpod, and our network at ghostlightmedia.net. You can support our efforts by donating 
donating at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia. A special thanks to our donor, Nathan N., or by giving us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher will let you. You can also find me on Twitter at TQLoudly, Ryan at Ryan underscore Albrecht, Griffin at GriffCold and Zach at that guy, Zach Rob. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. And until then, remember that no matter how fast you ride, the future is always just a bit faster. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.